0: it's Tuesday and I'm back. Mona, thank you so much for sitting in for me last week. I really appreciated it.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I was, it was my pleasure, first of all, but I have to say we really missed you. I mean, <laughs> there was a lot going on and, uh, you know, it was a little disorienting not to have that, you know, Charlie opinion front and center every day. <laughs>
0: I, I had opinions. I had opinions on many things. It's actually very helpful sometimes to step back and, you know, and watch the commentary and watch the way it goes. You know, when you get immersed in it, you sometimes miss exactly how Deranged everything. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I am sorry. But I will say that, that I, I did have this week's circle to come back uh, with with everybody because I'm trying to remember um, what it was that triggered. For some reason, I was thinking that this is the week that Jack Smith is going to do something. I, I think there was some speculation, you know, that Fonnie Willis was going to c- drop her indictment the first or second week in August. And Jack Smith uh, wanted to preempt that, wouldn't wait for that. And sure enough, first day back, we find out the. The target letters out there. And of course, the former guy's handling it well, don't you think? I mean, you know, deranged Jack Smith and all (laughs) caps and throwing various bizarre legal motions against courts, which are being slapped down.
1: I actually had maybe a little bit of a surprising reaction to the truth social bleats of the former guy, because, you know, he said, um, he did his usual whining. You know, I have been informed that I, you know, that deranged Jack Smith, and I have only yeah. four days to show up before a grand jury. Four days. And my feeling was four at that days. moment, now, admittedly, this is just for today, Charlie, for today, my feeling was this is the majesty of the law at work damn right, you are a private citizen, you are an American, and to see him whining about having to appear, you know, he's fully aware that he is at the mercy of the court. He's not the guy in charge, and that gave me a little frisson of happiness just for now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I struggle against all of that because I do feel like Lucy and, and the football, but this is the big one. I mean, this is the one we have been waiting for. You know, I did the podcast daily podcast with Tom Nichols and I said, the reality is that if uh, Donald Trump had even been convicted of the, you know, paying off the porn star or the Mar-a-Lago, but if he wasn't charged with this, I think it would have been a huge missed opportunity. I mean, this is going to be, well, you know, I I struggle against the the hype here, but, you know, history is going to look back on this as the big case. The question is, is our constitutional system set up to legally hold a former president of the United States accountable for trying to overturn a fair and free election. I mean, this is, this is not trivial. This is not small. This cannot be brushed off, whatever Kevin McCarthy and the other hacks say about this. And, you know, my one regret is that it took so freaking long to climb this ladder. But this is a BFD.
1: Yes. This is the fake elector scheme. This is the pressuring Mike Pence to do something that was not within his authority. It's worth pausing for a second just to focus. I mean, of course, Donald Trump was the principal actor here. But it's also important to remember that key high-ranking people in our government and in the Republican Party also played a role in making that attempted coup possible. And I'm thinking here of Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley, who said, yeah, we will challenge these Mm -hmm. electoral college votes. And if you look at the website, Just Security, they have outlined-
0: Fabulous, fabulous They
1: They outlined a sort of model prosecution of Trump. And so one of the elements is with these fake electors, This was all coordinated with the Trump people, right? And the fake electors in seven states were submitted to the government as the duly, quote, duly elected electors, which was a lie, okay? And that is a fraud. And that goes directly to the charge of attempting to defraud the United States. Well, guess who else knew that it was a lie and a fraud? Hawley and Cruz and the other Republicans in high-ranking positions who participated in this attempted subversion of democracy. It doesn't get any more serious than this.
0: No, it, it doesn't. Look, uh, you, you and I have had this conversation over and over again. Uh, I'm not so naive as to think that this will be the, the, the breaking point. For the Republican Party. And I think based right. on, you know, Kevin McCarthy, uh, you know, essentially buying the line that, well, Donald Trump is doing well in the polls and this is what we expect from the Biden Justice Department. I and mean, the way the Republican Party has internalized the idea that any sort of criminal accountability must be political retaliation There's a little bit of projection there. Right. I mean, that's that's what Donald Trump is is explicitly pledging to yes. do. Right. Use the Department of Justice to go after his political opponents. But this is the argument, and Kevin McCarthy is unashamed to stand up in front of the cameras and say that, yes, the fact that you know, our informant in the Biden Hunter Biden case is, has been indicted as a Chinese spy, that's a sign that he's really credible. <laughs> Donald Trump has been indicted. It's because they're coming after him. I mean, this is interesting. I mean, the entire defense is basically to attack the prosecution. Rather than to try to defend the underlying conduct, because this is worth pointing out that you never hear anybody defending the underlying conduct, do you? Never,
1: never. And so, you know, this is reminiscent of something we all lived through, right? I mean, this is the O.J. Simpson defense. If you have a guilty guy and you know that the, the prosecution has him dead to rights, The only thing you can do is run against, or in the case of a a trial, prosecute the system, the prosecution, Mm -hmm. say that that was corrupt, say that it's biased. And if you have a, a willing jury who is eager to strike a blow against the system, as some of those jurors had reason to be, and of course, they... They had, arguably, the jurors in the O.J. Simpson case had some reasons historically to be suspicious of the police, whereas these guys, they have nothing. But Donald Trump is such a corrupting figure. See, I fall on the spectrum, Charlie, of it's more Trump- Than it is the underlying sickness of the Republican Party. Though I acknowledge, explain that. Okay, Okay. so I acknowledge there's a lot of underlying sickness, Mm -hmm. but I think Trump is a uniquely corrupting influence, and he has what he always does, what he's done from the beginning of his participation in our public life is that he has attempted to destroy confidence in institutions because institutions could hold him accountable. So whether it was the press. I think this was it, an explicit goal by him. Though explicit. I mean, I, I think
0: I think in this particular case, he knew what he was doing with the press. That, Absolutely. That he, he, he discredited the media. Who did he say that to? He actually said he that said to, some,
1: it to Leslie Stahl.
0: And really, when you think about it, that if you can discredit the, the media altogether, then you immunize yourselves against Any negative coverage or investigative reporting, and at least with a Republican base, mission accomplished. To listen to the rest of this episode of Just Between Us, become a Bulwark Plus member today.